You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I'm your host, Sean Agamer, here with me, uh, as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And yes, well, we don't have a bunch of games to talk about this week, but there's a lot of news to talk about this week. Uh, the Game Awards, we, we will get to do basically like a morning after review next week because the Game Awards is on Thursday night, probably going to go a while. So uh, because this is the last show that we're going to be able to do before the Game Awards, we're going to do our predictions of who we think uh, will win and who we think is like we want to see win uh, the awards. And then uh, I'll talk about some, I'm going to put my phone on silent so we don't have phone sounds during this, but um, we'll, we'll talk about the PC most wanted gaming showcase that just happened a little bit there. They did announce some cool games uh, on that. Um, Microsoft's uh, CFO, Tim Stewart had a lot to say about the direction of Xbox. Now that the Activision Blizzard King thing is over and, Bill Spencer even announced that they are a mobile gaming uh, store might be coming from Microsoft closer than you think. And there's a lot more uh, to talk about as well. Dragon's Dogma 2 had a showcase and some other things as well. So we'll get all into many of those things. All right. Well, as we do each week, let's just go ahead and get the housekeeping stuff out of the way here so we can get to talking about stuff. Uh, The... Of course, this is your first time listening or 100 time listening. We do appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much. Whether you watch live on the YouTube channel, W2 Network, or on Twitch, W2 Network, or on Facebook, uh, same thing. We're usually doing the show around the 1230 uh, ish time on Fridays. And like I said, next week we'll be doing our review of the Game Awards 2023, what they announced, and everything else. But uh, we'll get into all that in a little bit here. Uh, also, if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, you not only get what we do here at Video Games to the Max, if you like entertainment stuff, you like movies and TV, uh, we got that handled as well. The Rylichin Broadcasting folks, they did a great job and they just did a review of uh, the Thanksgiving movie. Uh, so if you're interested in that, you can go uh, watch that or listen to that. And they they do everything. They they don't just do like a review of the film. They break down everything, you know, what it could make money wise, all that stuff. So it's a it's a very in-depth thing. Uh, they also did um, a review of the upload season three and some other things on there. Todd the cake is doing their usual uh, talking about all the anime that's happening. Uh, the new anime that's that's been coming out for the fall season as we're we're getting towards the end of the year. It's amazing. This is December 1st. We're already in the last month of 2023. Uh, crazy mark that we're there um so yes let's that's it let's get into uh this uh housekeeping oh don't forget you can also listen with your ears on podcast or just search uh video games to the max wherever it is uh, as long with the other two shows and you can subscribe there and get whenever we do a show so uh moving on let's talk about i guess we don't really have, you know, I think you only have like Hogwarts Legacy and I do have, it's technically a new game, but I'm talking about the demo of it. So it's not necessarily the technically the same thing. So we'll leave the gaming well, stuff to the end or go ahead. No, that's fine. Yeah. 
or I'll we'll do news and then I'll intersperse it before we get to the predictions. But um, yeah, let's uh, I guess talk about this uh, Xbox thing, which I feel like is a little bit overblown because it's kind of the same thing that they've been saying for a while. It's just you have the money man saying it, so it's making people get all up in arms about it. But if you you know haven't been paying attention, uh, Tim Stewart, Microsoft CFO, went on a webcast and talked about a variety of different things concerning Microsoft, uh, especially now that the whole Activision Blizzard King thing is done and dusted and they now can look move forward of what the company is going to be now after that. Uh, you know, he talks about things like why they don't announce numbers, why they are deciding to go towards mobile, uh, things like that. But kind of the, the one that sparked everybody's ire is the, he talks about basically they want Activision Blizzard games and virtually uh, Xbox first party games to be anywhere that there are screens. Uh, this includes TV. This includes mobile devices. Even things that we would have thought as our competitors in the past, like PlayStation and Nintendo, we're going to NVIDIA GeForce Now, which Call of Duty just showed up on NVIDIA GeForce Now. So they are making, they are they are living up to that promise. A lot of talk now because they mentioned that, that oh, Xbox is going third party. The consoles are going away. Let's all go crazy and doom and gloom. I mean, yeah, that, that's dumb. Like, yeah, it's, I hate to say it. Look at like the trajectory of Sega. You know, they had one extremely profitable console, two or three that weren't. And then the Dreamcast died a very quick death, even though it was, you know, a decent console. But they're probably better today than they were, you know, when they were making shit. I mean, making, you know, the 32X or the Sega Saturn. Yeah. Like, I I fully expect to see, I, I don't expect to see, I think I would like to see Microsoft do that, do the same thing. Because they've made four consoles. Arguably, one only one of them has been successful, right. and even not that successful. I mean, in the grand scheme, it was successful, but like it, it didn't. It wasn't like the 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 leader of the generation or anything. So it was for a large portion of yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, it was for like the first like five years, and then yeah, it eventually caught up. But you know, like the Xbox One, kind of a failure. The you know the various series X's and S's. Oh, X, Xbox One was a failure. I don't think there's any way to put that in any other context other than it failed. You failed yeah. it even worse by bundling it with Connect. Right. Um, you know, so uh, the Series X is a a positive. Uh, I Scott, uh, you know, Sis Scott's also watching live, so I appreciate um, him watching. And he's he's commenting. He's saying that imagine us not having like a Dragon Games because Sega decided to double down on hardware instead of software. Uh, it's true. Yeah. W Sega could have ran itself out of business if it kept trying to push consoles. Yeah, they made, yeah, right? they made Dreamcast 2. You know, here's, you know, yeah, dumb shit like that. But they realized, like, hey, we can't compete with Sony and, micro you know, well, Sony and Nintendo. I mean, Microsoft wasn't right. part of the equation back then. Yeah, they just they wisely got out, and it's like, yeah, good on you. Yeah, and that's and, what's funny is like if you think about it, aside from the 360 generation, my Xbox has always been kind of like a disruptor more than anything, right? They've been the one that's kind of like, oh, we're around, 
they've made trends happen, especially in the 360 era with with the way that they had, you know, Halo and Gears and well, uh, that thing. But yeah, go ahead. The 360 does have, I mean, the Xbox does have its good point, like its good gaming genres, like racing games, or first-person shooters, even before Call of Duty and shit. And I would say more online-focused than PlayStation. Right. But uh, They are big champion of indies. Yeah. But, you know, it's they're still not winning the console wars or you know like yeah and that's the thing that like phil spencer said in that last interview they are thinking beyond the console wars and people that are most of the people that are getting upset about this are the ones that are still in the console wars and they're your they're our age and, and they're they, probably, they can't pass the console wars they're pro- well the ones that are probably getting yeah. upset are probably the xbox fanboys because they're like right oh, like we you know we invested all our energy and time into this and now they're saying like hey you may give this up Right. And, you know, that's the thing, though, is like, can we expect Xbox to keep or well, Microsoft to keep bankrolling consoles if they're not selling what they need to sell? You know, that that's insane to even even if Microsoft makes all this money, like, you can't expect them to just, oh, we're going to keep making consoles because it's something that we we can do when the audience for that keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And then not only that, but you're not pushing your console because you're trying to get everything everywhere else. You have Game Pass that's everywhere. You're uh, trying to get. You have. He says that in the in an interview, even though two of the two of the things of Game Pass are paying for multiplayer, but right. he says paying for multiplayer is antiquated. I I don't know if we're gonna eventually get to the point where. We just we're not paying for multiplayer. We're just paying for Game Pass, and Game Pass includes multiplayer as well. Well, yeah, um, it's like yeah, it's it's bundled with it. Yeah. So, like, that's the thing is now I don't think it's going to be real until they actually have the thing you can connect to your TV. Then, when once they re- introduce that, I think that's when we need to start worrying, quote unquote, about whether you're going to have the console. Now, I do worry about the console because what happens to all of my stuff that gets saved? Like, are you going to open up an infinite amount of cloud space for me to have all the stuff that I have on my console saved? I mean, where is all of that going to be? Am I going to have to, uh, is everything going to be loaded to the cloud? And, you know, let's say I want to pull out Rock Band uh, and play my songs. Like, where are those songs going to be? Right? That's that's part of my thing is the console is such a nice thing to have as somebody that's always had a console since the Super Nintendo. It is some kind of a weird thing to uh, think that, oh, yes, it's convenient. I'm just sticking this little thing that I can take anywhere with me, like a Chromecast or whatever. And hey, plug it in. Yeah, it worked for Stadia. <laughs> worked for Stadia. Yeah, I just, you know, I don't think I, I think for one, we need to think about this. Until we have the infrastructure where most of the world, which may be never, or at least not in our lifetimes, most of the world could be without some kind of console because the cloud is so good or some kind of connection, the the little dongle is so good. Until that happens, I think we're still getting consoles. We're definitely getting consoles in the next generation, in 2028. There's a big rumor going around that Gear 6 and the mid-gen console are going to be announced at the Game Awards for Xbox. 
that's already in existence. Now, now granted, it's an all digital console that's basically the Series X, but all digital. And it's going to be the same price with the same innards and everything else. So it's not really going to be anything totally special. It's like the PS5 Slim, basically. So, yeah, I I just think that we're like going crazy about something that it is inevitable. We're eventually going to get to the point where there may not be consoles on either side. Even Jim Ryan has said something about to the effect that the PS5, I don't think so, but the PS5 could be the last console. I, I think we, we kind of need to get off this train of like, oh my God, that's it. Xbox is over and uh, PlayStation, Nintendo have won. And like, they're already winning. <laughs> Xbox is not winning in that in that conceit, right? This is why right. they're doubling down on game publishers and uh, getting so that they can have games and game ips that sustain them beyond just the console war that they're never going to win because look at look at uh i I think epic games is a great example theme is so powerful it doesn't matter how many times epic gets a exclusive they're not winning they're not going to beat steam at their own game especially when steam is releasing steam decks now like it's just it's not going to happen and Unless Sony falls, unless PlayStation falls off a cliff, which is not going to happen, they're not going to win either. So yeah. why keep fighting a losing battle? I don't, you know, do you, yep. do you think it's like a huge deal outside of the, you know, that people that just want an Xbox console? But like, I, I saw someone state that if Xbox did go third party, it would be really bad for the industry because then Sony and Nintendo could do whatever they wanted. Is there a worry from you on that end of? No, because of what? They could already do whatever. They, I mean, they already can do whatever they want. Like they could release if they said, "Hey, the PlayStation Six is going to be a thousand dollars, and if you don't eat it, like it, eat shit." They're like, "All right, well, they're the only game." In, I mean, there's always the PC. You know, if, if people are actually like worried about that, and most shit comes to the PC nowadays anyway. Yeah, I mean, d- do you think that like having all these like portable consoles helps in that regard of? making i wouldn't say nintendo because they're kind of like in their own little world about what they do but like even if Xbox wasn't around doesn't that kind of keep playstation honest in a way because you don't have to have this super amazing pc to be able to play these games you could technically play them on a steam deck or a raj ally or a lenovo yeah. whatever you know right uh the, the micro uh the portal console thing is kind of interesting to me but only I mean, if I was going to get one, I'd probably only get the Steam Deck because the other two or five or whatever seem a little hit or miss. <laughs> yeah, uh, especially the the SC card thing with the Raj. But yeah, it, the Lenovo one looks pretty interesting to me. I've I've thought about it, but it's like, uh, it pl- yeah, especially the the you know that's um, Scott mentions the Steam Deck OLED, which is a way better version of the Steam Deck. Um, in every way, basically, not to mention the OLED screen, which I still can't believe Nintendo is going to go back to the LCD with the Switch 2 or whatever that's going to be um, after the success of the the Nintendo Switch OLED and how much everybody says, wow, this I is can. so much better, you know? Yeah, because it's cheaper. Like, the same... <laughs> right, like, but I'm I sure, mean, I'm, you're paying sure... for quality, right? Like, No, you're paying because you want you want to play the new Mario game. Right, but I mean, like, wouldn't you say that your games are worth that $50 extra? Unless, then, well, 
unless unless the unless they're already going to be like the margin on the console is like very slim. Right. I mean, that's the thing. Like, they don't want to. Nintendo doesn't want to be losing money on this thing. So I imagine, even if the Switch Two does have an LED, like, give it three or four years, they'll release an OLED model, and then you can go buy yeah. that one instead. Exactly. Yeah. It's basically so they can have something to upgrade to because. Yeah. And when, once the, like the Switch Two internals or guts or whatever gets cheaper, because of course it will. So yeah. Right. Yeah, it's just uh, it, it's one of these things where I, I think we're we're overblowing this. Um, it's interesting that they, they talk about, you know, it, all the things he talks about in that thing is basically like, this is a strategy they've employed for a while now. Like they don't announce console sales because they don't care about, not that they don't care, but they yeah, don't totally. focus yeah. on console sales. Right. Uh, they're trying to improve game pass by having Activision Blizzard games in here, give you more reason to pay that $17 a month or whatever it is you're. Uh, paying for that it's interesting how they talked about he he said how they went to satya and adela and taught when they wanted to get minecraft and the whole story that he gave about that and that's kind of what got satya to talk to think about like where they want to go with with gaming is it all kind of started when they went with minecraft yeah he does mention world of warcraft and the xbox console hardware but he does mention that that subscription is also a high margin business. So I don't think that subscription for World of Warcraft is going anywhere. I know people want it to go away because I get it, right? Like that's kind of the thing that keeps me aside from not having the time. It's also the thing that keeps me away from Final Fantasy 14. It's like, do I really want to play a subscription for one game when I already pay subscriptions to have access to multiple games between PlayStation and Xbox? Like it doesn't, well, I mean, yeah. The counter to that, I guess, would be like, well, you know, you can if you play for a month, you can play, you can see damn near a lot of stuff in that game. So right. Plus, you can play free up to I think it's Shadowbringers now. So yeah, I think WoW yeah. might still have yeah. a free trial or you know for some free month or something like. But and also neither of those games has like I and mean, they have stories, but it's not integral to the actual game necessarily. I mean, probably Final Fantasy XIV is a little better about that, but no one cares about WoW's story. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to make you care with that three-part expansion. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, good luck. Once you like, once you face death in one of the expansions, it's like okay, everything else kind of seems a little, a little less important. (laughs) I mean, Scott does bring up a good point that they could add a Game Pass subscription that also adds. Yeah, like a subscription. Yeah, like give it like for ten bucks, or yeah, like you know, buy the. Game Pass Ultimate, or I mean, more Ultimate, and then you can get WoW or whatever. <laughs> yeah, because you still have the because Elder Scrolls Online, you also have to pay a sub as well. Yeah, so that that would kind of let them put that in there too. And I mean, they they own that property. So didn't uh, Sony have that with like their MMOs like a long time ago? Like not Game Pass, but as like Station Pass or something like that. I think like, I know what you're talking about. It was like City yeah. of Heroes. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't Sony. I think it might have been ArenaNet or something, but it was like City of Heroes and a whole bunch of other MMOs that you don't care about. <laughs> They're like, here you go. Yeah, I mean, it is an interesting prospect. Like, that could be a way to get people that aren't in Game Pass right now, right? Yeah. That are coming over from the Activision Blizzard thing, from Battle.net and all that. And hey, here, get $5 off your subscription you pay every month and you get Game Pass and you get all the stuff that's in Game Pass too. And it's a way to get Game Pass subscribers. So again, they're thinking about 
ways for them to pump that up, which is what they want, right? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's this will continue to be a revolving door. Uh, interesting to see when this mobile gaming store from Microsoft happens. Of course, they're going to have to deal with Apple again, which they had the problem when they tried to put Game Pass on the iOS store. So uh, we'll see uh, what happens with all that. But yeah, th- this will continue to be a thing that's talked about until it actually happens. But I, I do fully expect that one of the things we're going to see at the Game Awards is uh, they they did say they're going to have exciting announcements this time, which is good, especially when last year they had nothing. Uh, one of them is going to be the console that I don't know how many people are really going to care about having that mid-gen console that has nothing new on it. And also the fact that it kind of looks like a, I think we talked about it, it kind of looks like a trash bin. The yeah, ones the that can. you yep. pop the pop the thing with your foot and it opens yep. kind of thing. But we'll see uh, what happens there. But yeah, moving moving on from that, another thing that's sort of Microsoft adjacent which I also don't think it's that big a deal, but again, we're making this a big deal because, you know. Uh, Bethesda is was seen responding to Starfield negative reviews on Steam. Uh, if yeah, you I saw don't, this. Yeah. That's not a good, not, that's not good. <laughs> but if, if you see any kind of, like, if you played PC games at all for a while now, the developers will respond maybe not the developers, but the community manager, somebody, right? It's responding to your review, especially if it's negative, to explain maybe why, you know, this is like that or this or or this uh, version of the this, this thing that's in the game is made that way or whatever. And they're doing the same thing with Starfield, like why we made so many planets and uh, it's supposed to make you feel a certain way. And, you know, they the, the quote that's been used the most is, well, when the guys landed on the moon, they didn't think it was boring, right? Um, it's probably not the great, greatest. Uh, yeah, when the guys were saying, yes, but it's like there weren't yeah. previous games or, you know, there weren't previous moons that had more interesting shit. Well, I, yeah, it's true. That was the uh, only moon that we could get to at that time. So what yeah. are you going to do, right? Um, I mean, the problem with yeah. like what Bethesda's doing, like, I think it's dumb on its face, but the deeper problem is like, I don't think Starfield has enough content or, or interesting content rather to keep people like engaged. Right. And look at, look at games that have had Rocky launches before and they organically fixed it or they upgraded, you know, patches came out or DLC came out that made, made the games positive again, like cyberpunk or especially no man's sky, like no Mm -hmm. man's sky had a terrible one, but you know, now on Steam, it has an overwhelming positive recent reviews and mostly positive, you know, overall reviews. So they got to stick with Starfield if they want if they want to come back. But also, did you see the thing about like, oh, player base of Starfield has dropped off after a month because, you know, it's well, it'd be what, two months or, now? Yeah. Three months almost we're at now. Yeah. But it's like, well, yeah, because people people played it or people beat it like. It's a single player game at the end of the yeah, day. They're, they're not <laughs> yeah. gonna stick around. I mean, wait until mod tools come out, like real mod stuff, or uh, you know, expansions or DLC. I mean, it's the same thing that happened with Fallout and with like Skyrim. I think Skyrim did it better, but they still had a drop off. I mean, but those games are not like, oh, it's you know, 
the player base is down. We gotta we gotta press the big button to fix it. It's like no, it's like those games are enduring. But like they will they will last. Skyrim has this like longevity where they have put it on all these consoles for a reason, right? Because people will will go back and play it. Well, they, they could know. do that. I mean, they can't do that with Starfield now, <laughs> right? Yeah, but. I th- I think it's like we gotta remember No Man's Sky has all this time where they've been able to improve the game, add things to it. It's sure. a continuous, like ongoing I mean, game as yeah. well. You know, No Man's Sky has been out for almost ten years. It's crazy to think. <laughs> yeah, um, but you're, you'd also look look at that and go, you might you might have taken a few cues from it, you know, or maybe not stolen stuff, but going like, hey, people like ship combat. Uh, Maybe we can make that a focal point in our game. And I said, like, nah, let's just have a big dialogue tree instead. Right, but I mean, they, they could also add expansions that focus on these things and right. put them yeah, into that's the what, game. That's what I was saying. Right? Yeah, it's, I, it, it all depends on how much they actually want to uh, support it. I, I would imagine since we're not getting Elder Scrolls anytime soon, yeah. uh, you would be supporting that if you're Bethesda because that's the only thing you have right now that that uh, is really something that's could continue to be a progressively getting better game. Uh, I mean, we've already had this problem with Redfall. You've actually tried to make it a, a better game. Um, yeah. You know, it, Scott brings up that they're retaining half of the staff to work on the game. Uh, so I think that says a lot about it does have its fans. It has people that are champions of it. Um, and I think they, IGN had a story of, uh, Nico, who's on uh, on Twitter, he like did New Game Plus like 33 times, and he finally found something uh, crazy thing that happened that he got to experience. Um, that's cool when you get those moments in games like that. That's kind of what they want you to to do with that game. But they have things they can add to that game. That hopefully they take all of this negative stuff and say, okay. Let's improve that. Let's use Cyberpunk as an example. They're about to do their 2.1 update. They just announced all the stuff for today, and they're adding stuff that even uh, I think there's a there's a tweet from one of the devs that said they were never going to add Metro, a Metro system. And then guess what's in the 2.1 update? A Metro yeah. system. So doing things like that that adds more life to the game. Like uh, you can apparently. Uh, you're gonna have be able to spend time with your partner, like as if it, they were, you know, your partner in real life. Like that's small things at the end of the day, but all of those things together make it look like a really cool game. Right. And anybody that goes on Game Pass later and plays for the first time, they can experience the whole thing. So, yeah, I think, I think also, I I think a lot of the marketing didn't help Starfield, like the very yeah. long, you know, twenty minute video footage of like this is how you can build your ship it's like don't don't show that like that that yeah. might be better to like leave it leave it as a surprise to people or you know but then you know experience it organically or you know i mean also the overhype didn't help it either oh it's the game of the generation people yeah. we all need it like right <laughs> let's not put you know, we're going to talk about Grand Theft Auto 6 a little bit later. Like, we don't need to put Grand Theft Auto 6 expectations on every game that comes out because 99.9% of the time, they're not going to live up to that. That's an extreme expectation that you're giving for that right. game. 
And and it's like, and it's most of the time it's the, the Xbox people that like we have to have a game that everybody and their mother talks about. Like we have to have the Last of Us game. We have to have uh you know insert whatever Sony big thing here. Spider Man like, too. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, it we need to have uh, our uh, our Halo moment for twenty twenty two or three or whatever. It's like not really not. Not really. What you need to just have is a great catalog of games. They don't all need to be the highest tier on planet Earth. We don't. Sony gets that because there are these like wonderful narrative experiences and and a hit. Last of Us hit at a time where you didn't have stuff like that. I don't know right. what else you can really do today that hasn't been done already. You'll have shocks from like indies like Vampire Survivor or. Um, you know, like even Dave the Diver this year, which is not indie, but I'm just bringing up a point. Um, and and some other experiences we've had from like AAA games, but a lot of the the creative stuff comes from indies, and then it translates into AAA. It's very hard for AAA to like be the one that that uh, pushes everything. Uh, you know, um, Hi-Fi Rush probably is uh, as Scott brings up might be the best game that released this year because they actually have creative stuff in it. Um, that in a way you could probably say is more creative than whatever Starfield did because I think you can make the big argument that Starfield is basically just Skyrim or Fallout yeah. in space. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, exact. That that's the whole thing. Is I mean, if you care about creativity, then yeah, Starfield is basically you know, oh, it has a cool ship builder, but that's about it. Or you know, yeah, Randy brings up a good point too. Starfield was given Game of the Generation when all we had was a logo for all those years. Uh, too. Yeah, we don't need we don't need to keep doing that. But hopefully, Starfield is able to improve upon itself. I, I want to bring up a point about the whole reviewing thing. You said it looks bad, but I don't think it looks bad in the. I would like okay. developers to tell me why they put made decisions in games. Okay, it doesn't right? look bad. Uh, it looks yeah. desperate. <laughs> okay. It's is it only is it desperate because it's Bethesda doing it? Is that why we're saying that? I would say it's des unless it's like a two man team or like some dude making a game on Steam. Like you know, uh, the guy who made like Gunpoint. It was like one dude who made that game. Like a right, Enter Knights also same thing. He, yeah, one guy. If it's right. like him responding to people and going like, "Oh, if you're not playing the game correctly," or you know something like that, that's fine. But if it's an actual like big studio. You know, like taking the time to respond to people's dumbass reviews, like that 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 whiffs of like desperation and like the this like the buildings on fire or something like that. Like, oh my god, we gotta we can't let this the Steam recent reviews get to get to mostly negative or you know mixed because well okay <laughs> okay I I can kind of see your point right they're they're too big they should be above that but I also think that that's that's wrong for us to say that a big publisher can't come out and try to explain itself of I why. Mean, okay. And because, like, and like, if it was yeah. like a big, if it was like a big post or just like a big, you know, something like that, that would be fine, I guess. But I, I think like, the problem is the way that Steam is made. They they're not going to read that, but they are going to read when they go through and read review. Like somebody that's interested in buying the game, right? That doesn't that that isn't interested in having Game Pass. They just want to buy this one game, right? And they go back, and let's say it's six months from now. If all of the reviews that are there are negative, and nobody's explaining to me 
why maybe uh, they thought this or thought that. If I see those counterparts from developers, I might go do more research about the game, and it might turn me into going, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. I like their other games or whatever. I do think there's a point to that. I, I don't know. It's just to I, me, I don't, I don't see it. Why is it okay I, for an indie dev to do it and not them? Uh, because the indie dev has more cred. More, more it, cred for what? <laughs> okay, more cred of what, though? More credibility. Okay. But they're they're also a dev. Like they're just trying to make sure that you understand their Yeah. They're, as a long as they're, between, yeah. Go there's ahead. a difference between the developer, like, you know, the guy in the basement responding to someone and like Bethesda's PR firm or Bethesda's marketing team responding to reviews as well. If the guy if the guy responding on, on the Steam review is like, Hey, I'm the guy I'm the guy in Starfield who built the ships or built part of the you know ship building system that would be mm-hmm. kind of okay or kind of more interesting because you could pick that guy or girl's brain about well why can't i do this or why can't right. why okay. is it like this or whatever okay. but if it's just some pr flack or some pr flunky going like hey starfield's great more people should be playing it all these um, but, i mean that's not really that's not really what they're saying but uh, i mean they're actually going into his point and explaining why the whole example we gave is not the greatest. It's like Scott said, landing on the moon is not the same as landing on the planet. Um, but you know, <laughs> Randy, thank you for for um, <laughs> disagreeing with Mark on this on this uh, thing. But I, you know, it is to me. I don't care as long as they don't get uh, rude with the person. As long as they make good points, I have no problem with it because. At the end of the day, you're protecting your IP. You want people to buy this game later on. And th- that's uh, that's it at the end of the day. It, it, it's to make it look better. Right now, it doesn't look great. I The uh, the the guy that did No Man's Sky, he had to come out and do a whole uh, PR thing as well. Like, I, you know, I, I don't think that it's bad yeah, to but, do this. It, yeah, that Sean, I forget the guy's last name. Uh, right, right. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is he just he would just come out and give interviews. He right. wasn't responding to people directly on their Steam reviews. You know, I, I would argue that Steam reviews are more important now than they used to be. Uh, what 2016, 17, when that game came out. So I, I could I can see the basis of why they're doing it. But um, yeah, it, moving on to uh, another uh, topic here. Because we had uh, Dragon's Dogma have their direct. Um, I thought the game looked, I thought uh, what they introduced with the game looks fun. Um, a lot of it is more Dragon's Dogma. But um, I, I don't know if you saw any of this. No, this kinda, mark, but... uh, I, I'm kind of, well, I don't know if I'll get the game at launch, but I kind of just want to be surprised or just, you know, experience okay. it for myself. Fair. Like I saw like the tra- earlier trailer, and I don't know this one has like a lot more Danny Trejo voice acting. So it's like cool. yeah, <laughs> uh, they they showed like had the different things you can do to attack these big enemies that come in, and uh, they have like breakpoints that you need to hit for them to go down and stuff like that. It looked really fun. So I liked the Dragon's Dogma one. So yeah, I'm That's sure fun. I will enjoy Dragon's Dogma two. Uh, yeah. The kind of "Quote unquote," I guess, big thing that comes out of it, aside from it's releasing on March twenty second, 
is the fact that this is Capcom's first $70 game. Sega. Uh, no, they're Capcom. Like a Dragon? No, I'm not talking about Like a Dragon. It's Dragon's Dogma. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. For a second. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, makes sense. Uh, well, kind of makes sense. It depends on... Dragon's Dogma is like a really weird cult hit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it ain't Monster Hunter or ain't, you know, Resident Evil. We'll see if it does well. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that I like the Nintendo uh, version of this. Of maybe when it's going to be your first one, explain to me a little bit about why you think it's seventy dollars. Uh, Scott, you know, mentions I hope it's worth seventy dollars, and I and I do think when you're making that jump, ten dollars maybe to you doesn't seem like a big deal, but to the to the situation that we're in right now with the economy and everything else. Uh, and them talking about how you know they were the ones they were one of the few developers that did not lay off people. They actually raised the rates, uh, the pay rates of of their devs to keep them. So I kind of understand that. And he did uh, the one that came out and said that he thinks uh, games are not expensive enough. He did kind of explain it in that article. But I do think that for the people that may be looking at Dragon's Dogma and going, "Oh, I like the first game, I want to get the second game," and aren't into the news all the time, I do think that it it bears explaining a little bit like we think this is a premium title that it's going to offer us this, this, and this, and it, this is why it's $70, you know, my two points would be if, if someone said, I like the first game, believe me, they're into the game news because yeah, no, no, no random person. It's like, I'm going to pick up this dragon's uh, dragon's dogma game on the, on the, on the, on the, on a whim. Yeah, you know? but remember how old isn't it like almost 10 years old at this point, the first Dragon's Dogma? I mean, you could have you could have been out of gaming, but you were never playing Dragon's Dogma. I mean uh I, I mean it's older. Uh, it's eleven because those are like a 360 game. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the second thing I'll point out is you know, games used to be more expensive when we were kids. Right. So people bitching about the price of games now, it's like yo dog, look at like a Best Buy circular from 1993, where NBA, you know, Madden '94 is a hundred dollars. Like, not not and it's not the collector's edition or not like, you know, the limited edition. The regular ass game was like a hundred dollars. It's like that. That's more nuts to me than yeah. This the seventy. <laughs> the one that I always remember is because I it's I it's I remember it just it stuck with me. Is uh, I think it was like Fox College Hoops was like eighty bucks on the sixty four yeah. or something like that. Right, I was yeah. like, <laughs> I was like, damn, I that mean, NCAA license must be expensive. There's, you know, yeah, like game prices yeah. today. I mean, they're more expensive than like I guess PlayStation or N sixty four era, but right, they're a lot more uniform as well. Like every yeah, everybody is charging the same, right? Yeah. That's the thing. It's like we're not having. A bunch of games that come out and they're all different prices or whatever. Everybody understands, yo, this is the price that you're going to charge for this game. And that's it. You know, like uh, now if you're like an indie, you can kind of play around with it, whether it's going to be 20 right. or 30 or whatever, you know. But um, for the most part, when you come out with a AAA game, you know, it's 60 or 70. That's it. There's no yeah. there's no going. About, well, but then, of course, you can have your digital edition that then makes it 80 or whatever. Yeah, and they have like you know collector's yeah. editions or even like you know the, yeah limited edition or whatever. But you know that's that's just extra stuff. That's not that's not the game itself. So you want, yeah. you want to hear you want to hear a funny uh, PlayStation Store quirk? Sure. And this is something that you may want to do. 
is you can pre-order Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, the digital deluxe version, for 80 bucks, And that comes with the, you know, the pre-order bonuses and all that crap. Or you can pre-order the other version, the bundle version, which is, comes with all the same crap, but also comes with Final Fantasy re- uh, Remake Integrated for 80 bucks. Nice. Like, huh. I could buy the game, buy one game for eighty, or buy two games for eighty. Yeah, but if you already have the original Seven sure. Remake and the DLC, it doesn't really do anything. For sure, you. yeah, but it's just like a, the <laughs> yeah. weirdest bundle because it's like, well, okay, I, I guess I'd buy the second one just for the hell of it, or you know. Yeah, I get. I guess for people that want to just, they saw the Seven Rebirth reactions or something, and they haven't, they didn't even know Seven Remake. I mean, I don't, I don't really know who wouldn't know the Seven Remake exists at this point. But if you don't, uh, or you recently got into somebody told you about Final Fantasy VII or something, and you wanted to get both, and you're upgrading to the PS5, then I guess why not? It's a, it's a good strategy, um, in a way to get to get people on board. Yeah, but you uh, just assume the the Seven remake one would be like twenty bucks more, or you know. Yeah, that's that's um, like a weird. Thing. You know, having bundling them together is fine, but bundling bundling them together at the same price. That's the weird thing. <laughs> the one that bothers me is when they do sales and the deluxe edition or whatever the heck is the one that goes on sale, but then the regular one doesn't go on sale, which would be the one that's cheaper. Uh, yeah, because because like, <laughs> they, they still want to earn more money. So <laughs> I know, but I, I hate it. Like, it's just like, dude, you could put the regular edition at like 40 or 35 or something. And all you're doing is they can be paid the same price for the digital uh, yeah. deluxe edition and it's not it's not helping me um so yes sticking with capcom for a little bit here and i feel like i know we've talked about this one a bunch but they did officially confirm now that resident evil uh remakes are coming uh, there's more coming uh so they're not stopping at four yeah um, this, this ain't news i mean yeah like well, it's not, but I guess it's good for, to have them confirm it, right? Like it's um, to to know that they are making another one at least, and that they ha- they're not going to tell you right now. They want to be able to announce it on their own time. Um, Scott is uh, wishfully thinking that we're going to get a Code Veronica remake. Uh, I, t- I mean, that's the one everyone wants. I would say go. I should, I should go Code Veronica five and then zero. I, I don't think we're going to. I think it's going to be five. I think there's isn't I mean, there hints that five, five is, is the safer choice, but five yeah. is also the more boring choice. Well, I mean, they probably want to do the one that they know is going to make the most money, which would probably be five. Do you think we could live in a world where maybe they do because they feel like Veronica is a smaller game? Do they do two oh. in one? Maybe like no, Veronica is like yeah. a large game. Like right, but okay, I'm talking about fan base was right like maybe they feel like it's well because why wouldn't you have done veronica at this point if you feel if especially because it doesn't it finish the story of of two remake or whatever like why wouldn't you have at this point so if you feel like it's not going to do as well as doing five why do you think we could live in a world we could see like oh we're going to do zero remake and co-veronica and put them both together and sell you both of them no, because they still want to set. They still want to make separate products. I mean, that's why two and three weren't bundled together. Yeah, I mean, they. I think they thought about it at one point, and then they no, said, "Oh, you know be, what? Yeah, yeah. And like, hey, we can make more money on 
So two remakes sold probably way more than they thought it was going to. And they're like, oh wait a minute, let's go unbundle this thing. Like it's you know, um, I think yeah. five would sell. I actually think Code Veronica would sell more simply because there's more buzz about it and it's more of a uh not indie or not like hidden game but there's more kind of mystique about it or uh more positive feelings than five i mean five was good right but five was just kind of seen as like this iterative thing from four and yeah you know yeah <laughs> and i don't yeah. think i don't i mean i was kind of joking but i don't think resident evil zero would sell at all because don't give a shit about that game in the first place <laughs> Yeah, I, I do think it'd be nice if you're going to give us the ability to play the entire remake and the entire Resident Evil story from start to finish without the tank controls. Um, but yeah, I, like at some point, I, you're gonna run out of the remakes. So no, man, uh, you know they can, they can just start remaking the remakes. Resident Evil One <laughs> remake remade. <laughs> Okay, well, fair enough. To, to be fair, one is like far enough away where technically you could. It is at that age where you could say, "Oh, you know, we're gonna touch this up and do a one remake, remake or whatever," because that was two generations ago now. So, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Like you know, we've we've t- they've there's been hinted at this a bunch of times. So we've talked about this a few times already. But yeah, it. Five definitely feels like the next one. I feel like before you get to six, you got to do something else, not just the next numbered one. No, they, I mean, it'll yeah. be really Evil nine. Or, it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll okay. probably go five, nine, and then six, and then whatever. But I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I think, you know, we want Code Veronica. Give it to us, you fuckers. Like, yeah. I, do you see like the pattern of where they're seemingly kind of making these a bit more interconnected? So it makes sense why they're remaking them. Like, no, no, <laughs> they're adding kind of some some nonsense. But no, but I mean, there's kind of you know, it's what we got in the pipeline. Let's just go. <laughs> yeah, Scott says that uh, the order should be five, nine, six, one, and then zero, and then ten after that. Uh well, it seems logical. Why not? Uh, do that, but yeah, uh, Capcom's gonna be doing these remakes, they love them, they're making them money, so why not keep doing it? Uh, it works for you, yeah. Uh, speaking of things that work for PlayStation, their PlayStation Plus stuff has worked for them for a while. Uh, they announced the December ones, and they also announced the big uh collaboration with NCSoft to make uh, various types of games as well. Uh, Lego 2K Drive, Powerwall Simulator, and Sable are going to be your December 2023, 2023 titles. Yeah, I'll actually give Powerwall Simulator a shot. Powerwall Simulator is great. It's fun. It's just like one of those games you put on a podcast. Yeah, and yeah, yeah here I'm, uh, I still want to play the Final Fantasy Seven. No, that was stuff. that was that's free. That's free. It's free. I thought I had to pay for that. Damn it, I would have done that already. I think it was uh, free. It, it was like free if you. Like the day or like a few days before it went up, so I grabbed that, oh, and there was okay. like some uh, I think Tomb Raider DLC as well. Yeah, there's Tomb Raider DLC. Uh-huh. Hey, I get to I get to power wash Laura Croft. Sign me up. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lego 2K Drive. I've heard good things about. Uh, yeah. I don't think it was uh, this. I think it got hyped about more than it wound up being great. But 
it, it's good. It's a good title to add. And Sable was one of the the indie darlings the year it came out. Right. Uh, like, uh, you know, what if you had Zelda but in the the desert or something like that? Um, I played it a little bit on Game Pass. So I enjoyed what I played. Sure. So, well worth uh, a good, a, a really good month. I know a lot of people are like, "Where are the big titles? You're making us pay more yearly for this." Um, you know, you I'd, don't have to pay that. I'd either. rather have three. I would say mid-tier games rather than one big game and two games no one gives a shit about. Because I will at least give Power Watch Simulator a shot rather than uh, think about like what Xbox Gold was doing the last two years of you know when they were still handing out free games. Yeesh. Yes, um, I totally agree with you on that. I'd rather get three really good games that I know I'm gonna really sink my teeth into instead of like. Two bad ones for the sake of getting an awesome, ama- you know, yeah. huge triple A game, you know, uh, unless it's something that like when they've done, uh, was it uh, the first Star Wars Jedi game, something like that, that like, you know, is not a miss. Right. Right. Um, where where you're getting you're really getting that bang for your buck. OK, I- I'm paying whatever it is a month or yearly and I'm getting uh I'm getting a huge game that I've wanted. Sure. Yeah. You know. Uh what what do you make of this uh them also confirming that they are working on that Horizon MMO by the way uh with NCSoft but also NCSoft is apparently around to help them with uh making different entertainment experiences um and and things like that you know games that we don't normally get from sony basically what do uh, you and, and and mobile games as well yeah please, please don't <laughs> please. um also uh credit to jim ryan for just coming out in like a t-shirt and jeans to go sign his the deal or whatever like yeah that's when you know you're in the retired yeah and like i don't just not, don't give a shit anymore you're not wearing <laughs> like, a suit anymore yeah <laughs> Um, I don't know. I I think we talked about the Horizon MMO when they first kind of like said that it might be in development. Yeah, it's a bad idea then. It's a bad idea now. So I get that they want to have these live service games, but I, I man, mean, in a vacuum, live service might be okay. But when you're tying it to like a single player story based game or like you know a franchise that the story is kind of the inter- integral part that's when it like really falls apart. Like if they made like a SOCOM live service game, who gives a shit or, you know, something like that, but no. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know how you would tie in the story if at all. Right. To No, you wouldn't. You'd have, yeah. uh, oh, unfortunately he's passed away, but you, you would have had like Lance Reddick's character go like, I'm recruiting you for a new initiative. And you know, you're, you're going to be, I forget. The, I think Silence or something like that. You're gonna be like my my group and doing all these missions and you know, fight, fucking up robots and stuff like that. But to me, it, it reminds me of when Assassin's Creed at multiplayer for I think like Brotherhood. I think two other games, maybe at least one other one. Uh, Revelations, but there's like multiplayer component, and it's like okay, that's kind of neat. Uh, like a neat separate thing or a side thing, but it wasn't the focus of the thing of the games. And also, they stopped doing that, <laughs> like because it probably yeah. wasn't it probably wasn't uh, profitable enough for them to care. 
and no one else cared about it anyway. So, I mean, th- this is a big commitment to get, and I mean, I get NCSoft are a great company that know their thing. You know, they do Guild Wars. I mean, they know what it what to do when it comes to MMOs. But it's like, man, to really, we're already getting to the point. I think where Horizon maybe needs a break. Right? You have the new the new game then you had uh the dlc then you're gonna have the remaster the remake or remaster of one to put it on ps5 yeah uh like i don't know that you need this constant going on horizon thing right but, especially since like i don't think that franchise or like that property is like capable of supporting all this crap like it's fine but it's you know it's it's kind of limiting because you're fo- focused on like the one character and there's nowhere to really go from, like, uh, you're just going to play some, like, no-name tribal guy. Like, oh, I'm also important to this story. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I get it. Like, you're trying to make Horizon the next big franchise that you have. You have the Netflix TV show or whatever, too. Um, and, you know, Scott says, oh, well, look at all the, the, what they're looking at is all the money from live service and MMOs. But I think this is kind of going to be one of the ones that's not, gonna it might do well at first right because everybody's gonna be excited oh we'll get to play with my friends in horizon and and do all the stuff that you do in the horizon games but man i i can't see them constantly keeping people around for this um like we see it with a lot of these mmo or well mmo likes with the live service and then mmos and it's really hard to keep people around when it's something new and you're you're fighting with all the other ones that are around it's much easier to drop the one that's new and go back to the one that you're used to than it is uh, vice versa a lot of times. So I don't know. They're, they're really pushing into this and I could see this getting a lot of blowback instead of, of being a success. But I mean, look at uh, Ghost of Tsushima's like multiplayer stuff. People like, love that though. Some people, but then, you know, no one, no one talks about it now or no one can, you know, like the first right. month, or, like Yen and I played like for it for like a few days, like maybe a match or two, and then it's like, all right, uh, we're done, you know. I mean, d- like from what I I didn't play two, but from what I played of one, it does have a world that you kind of want to. I could see people you, you want to be in it, right? Um, it it does try to have a story about itself. Yeah, so you could grow on that right but uh but like the story know. in those games is basically like you are the chosen one because you literally right. are exactly you are from yeah. the chick yeah sort of can go oh your character you know you were also part of this group back in the day then you're also re- cloned as well so that's why you're important as you know yeah i mean if, if you're gonna tell me that okay we made a we're gonna make a horizon multiplayer game or something like that and it's not necessarily live service or not an mmo okay i could kind of I mean, go with that like what they're doing with factions but i i could i could see it more in like the last of us kind of right because it's like well joel and ellie are the focal point of that story but there's still a much more interesting world that you could do stuff with like you know you're a new survivor or you know you're just Whatever. Like, you don't have to tie it into Joel and Ellie at all, really. But with Horizon, yeah. you kind of do have to tie it in with that chick, um, Aloy, because with a, right. she, she is the focal point. So, Yeah, um, and then I forgot the Horizon VR game as well. Yeah, I remember um, we had that. that in there. So, like, 
Yeah. Um, a lot of Horizon stuff. <laughs> now this was like a ways off, so uh, right. we'll see what keeps happening with that. But look, and it, Sony wants to kind of do the multimedia thing, and it so far it's worked out for them. Where, where's we'll, the Spider-Man MMO? Where it's just fifty Spider-Man against one raid boss, Doc Ock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised nobody has uh, tried to bring that up. Let's do a Spider-Man MMO uh, thing. I'm a level but, 13, Madam Web. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just to, I guess, continue with the uh, the mobile stuff for a little bit here, uh, Sega also kind of unveiled a little bit of their plans that they're doing now that they own Rovio. Um, they said that there could be a Sonic and Angry Birds crossover game. And uh, uh, kind of joke that their 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 IPs are dating right now, where they figure out what they're going to do with them, and then also that uh, Like a Dragon and Persona could have mobile games as well. And, I mean, Persona already is already has had a mobile game, I think. Uh, well, they keep putting Persona in a bunch of different mobile games. Yeah. Also, so there's that. Um, <laughs> Scott brings up the Marvel Spider-Verse releasing in 2030. Yep. I yeah. mean the way things are going with Spider-Man, who knows? It could it could happen. But um yeah, it look um as somebody that plays Ever Crisis all the time can tell you that uh you know, I got got by the gotcha. I get that the gotcha works. Uh you know, Scott is a big fan of the Honkai Star Rail. Um you know, so if that's what they're going to do, try to make uh, Like a Dragon and Persona gotcha games, I guess that's definitely could happen. I, I, I just don't know. Like, you get so many Persona spinoffs at this point. That, yeah, that um, dilutes the brand. I mean, that's yeah. why I, I, I'll i get Tactical or Tactica eventually, but I don't see it as important, especially since, you know, last year or the past few years, you got Persona 5 Royal and then uh, the breakers or whatever the whole fuck end up being called yeah the strikers yeah yeah okay yeah um no and, and that's the point right like persona every time they have uh, a game what do they do they release like 30 different dlc with all these different outfits right, right. And, and like a dragon does similar things they did it with uh like a dragon 7 because uh you have all the different jobs you get and all that thing i mean it's at like, least with that one it like I don't know if that's actually better or worse because it's, I mean, it's better because they're more unique, but it's worse because it's actual gameplay stuff. Right. So right. at least with like Persona 5, it's just like, hey, if you want your character to look like a Power Ranger, you can do it. <laughs> but yeah, it, it just, if this is like their way of kind of just having a concurrent Persona thing uh, around, and I'm sure that they will meld uh, very much like they did with the, um, why can't I think of them right now? The the dungeon games that are on the 3DS, uh, where they melded in the Persona 3 and 4 characters as well. I don't see this Persona, as being a... What is that? Persona, yeah, Persona Q. Q. Yes, yeah. Persona Q. Uh, those are both great games, by the way. Would be cool if they got put on Switch at some point. Um, but, yeah, like they that's something they could do on mobile as well. They could do their own version of a Persona Q on mobile. They could do... Whatever it is, like the Persona gotcha game, but then kind of involve all the Persona things in them. Um, kind of like that? what we're seeing with Ever Crisis, where they do seven and nine crossover. Uh, no, and they that. are doing that Persona gotcha game, though. <laughs> what? There's yeah. a mobile Persona game that it's a like all gotcha shit. 
Yeah. Well, and they, like I said, like, you know, uh, Scott brings up, they added them to like another Eden. Uh, they've added them to other mobile games uh, as well, you know, so yeah, that's the, a, a thing. Yeah, Persona 5, the Phantom X. Okay, Persona 5 right. X, that was it. Yeah. Uh, Lack of Dragon having that doesn't surprise me either. I mean, it, it is kind of built um, where they could technically make it a uh, mobile game as well, uh, especially now as you have the turn-based uh, right. version of, of Lack of Dragon. So I why not? Everybody else is doing it. So if, if they're wanting to do this, then go for it. Um, Sonic is interesting as well because, you know, Sonic has had its mobile uh, ventures. So, hey, uh, didn't take them long to have this bare fruit for Sega. So we'll see when they actually come out. Wait until uh, the Microsoft King announcement of Halo, Candy Crush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, just uh, unfortunately, we have to talk about some more negative uh, stuff with uh, gaming here as Embracer keeps just gutting companies. Um, they've officially sort of announced a free radical, which uh, Randy and I talked about when the news came out the first time. Uh, that Free Radical was possibly going to get closed. Uh, Embracer basically said that at some point in this month, they are probably going to close uh, Free Radical. We talked about it also, I think, because I was yeah. making fun of people who like time splitters. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it sucks to see. It sucks that like we were close to possibly getting a new time splitters game. And, um, you know, yes. It's, it's, um, it just, it sucks to see this. And then also they're, they're going to, uh, they already laid off people at Fish Labs, uh, which is the people that made the Corvus game, uh, you know, the. No, no, it's not Corvus. It's just Chorus. It just. Chorus. Okay. Yeah. yeah just it's, spelled dumbly. <laughs> yeah. Um. I like that game, but it had problems, you know. <laughs> uh, it did, but it still sucks to see that again, another developer that they own. Yeah. Um is losing people around they said that on Tuesday around 50 people were told that they'd be laid off. The right. studio itself only has 120 people, uh, which you know that's a good chunk. Yeah, like that's almost a, yeah, almost half. <laughs> uh I mean they did also work on ports of Saints Row the third and four for Switch and then the Xbox port of Valheim. So they were doing other things besides scores. Yeah. So yeah, man. Uh, this, like I keep saying, uh, and great on Ben Starr also saying it during the Golden Joystick Awards that this is a great year for games, but a terrible year for everything else around games. And it continues to bear that fruit. And then one that really bothers me because I like Marvel Snap. I play with a friend of mine uh, every so often. And ByteDance, who, you know, of course, people probably know from they're the ones that uh, do TikTok. Uh, they also own a gaming company. Yeah. And that gaming company is apparently new burst. I'm sorry. It's going to disappear. Basically they're, they're trying to get out of games and they're trying to basically sell off. Um, either they can sell off the studio or just sell off the various games that they have already existing. But they told the developers that are working on games that haven't come out yet, that they're probably, they're going to stop working. Uh, on those games and they've already started laying off people again which which sucks right. and 
although the the folks that do Marvel Snap did come out and say that this doesn't really this should not affect the game because it's it's a Marvel game. You would think that the IP and the game itself would sell if somebody else can go buy it. I don't know how the the whole transfer of the the rights would work, but yeah, um, maybe maybe Disney can go buy it. Too. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, I forgot that the um, the developer is named Second Dinner that uh, Coke kind of, like kind of makes this game. But uh, yeah, I hate seeing this man. Uh, Marvel Snap has been one of those mobile games that has like came up and surprised everyone. Obviously, it has a lot of Hearthstone feeling in it because one of the folks that made Hearthstone also makes this game. But um, I don't know. Did you ever play it or no? Because it was probably pretty. I mean, I think it's on Steam now, but yeah, yeah it was like mobile focused. I also don't care about card names anymore, so that's a, that's a problem. But it, well, you know, it's not uh scummy so that's a positive to their yeah i I never felt like i was being pushed towards uh having to buy anything and the mechanics kind of seemed interesting we had like the three zones uh so yeah i assume it's just kind of in maintenance mode for the moment or you know they'll keep trucking along until they either get completely shut down or someone else picks them up yeah and scott brings up that this is why for every time we talk about these big mergers happening why a lot of them while okay, you can have some good ones, perhaps the when you have a big company like Embracer that we kept talking about, they were buying, 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 buying. Uh, this is what happens when you have one wrong bad decision happen, and now all of these companies are being affected, and yeah. it's not going to end. I'm sure next year we're going to be the same problem. Yeah, uh, I mean, Embracer yeah. had other problems as well, where yeah, the Saudi deal fell through, obviously, but also they were putting out a bunch of crap. You know, so yeah, they were like remaking games that didn't need to be remade or remastered. It's like no one asked for half of these games that you guys are just putting out. But OK. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, they released Saints Row and that was a disaster or, you know, yeah, like the remakes. Like, you know, I guess it's kind of fine that Destroy All Humans got a remake, <laughs> but that didn't sell the world, set the world on fire. Or, you know, no, why, how, how could it, you know? Right. If they do it cheaply, that's that's one thing, but I, I doubt they were. No, they weren't. <clears throat> and unfortunately, now they're bearing fruit of all these uh, wrong decisions. And I wonder if at some point they get desperate enough where they start shopping around the Lord of the Rings IP thing again uh, to have somebody else buy it. Because they already gave the the multimedia rights to Amazon for it. They already they did that with Tomb Raider as well. Like, I wonder right. if they just go, oh, you know what? We're not recouping enough. Let's just sell this whole IP to somebody. Yeah. Um, I mean, hell, they're trying to get rid of Gearbox. And that's like, that's like their one, one of their few positive studios. Yeah, uh, for sure. Well, at least one positive when it comes to all this mobile gaming stuff. Off Fantasy 7 Ever Crisis is going to be hitting, has already hit Steam or is no, going to hit Steam yeah, very quickly. I, I, like next week. I'm sorry. Um, I've already been playing it on on PC with the Bluestacks app. Um, it's awesome because I can literally just have it running while I'm working and I'm grinding without having to sit there and ha- waste all the battery on my phone. And it's great. I can still, uh, cause damn man, they make you, they make you really have to grind to get to the, they just added the, the Nibelheim section yeah. flashback section to the seven story. 
and you have to grind a lot uh, to get Cloud to the point where, because instead of having you fight with Sephiroth, because Sephiroth is not a character um, in that, the oh, okay, I should mention, young Sephiroth is a character, but he has his own storyline with the, the first soldier stuff, which is different than Seven. The adult Sephiroth is not a character in the game, so you cannot fight with Sephiroth like you would in the regular Final Fantasy. You have to fight as Cloud by himself uh, during this section, and it it means you have to grind Cloud to a certain point where he's like way above the rest of your party. And uh, yeah, it kind of sucks because most of the game you're grinding with two other characters so your power level doesn't have to be as strong but when it's just one character uh it's a pain in the butt um yes and i agree uh young sephiroth also uh he was way behind the other characters that used the first soldier and you have to grind him a lot too and it's like you know what i'm done trying to even though i have it on the auto battle thing it's still (laughs) using up a ton of the battery on my phone i'm just like thank god Hopefully the uh, the Square Enix account thing that they already have where I can just basically have cross-progression between BlueStacks and my phone will also work on the Steam version. And then it will work a lot better because I can just use Steam and not an app that I didn't have before this. So, um, yeah. Uh, I yes, I agree with you, Scott. Thanks for BlueStacks. I Go wasn't ahead. a fan of Young Sephiroth's first album, but the second album was pretty good. <laughs> All right, so I don't have we don't have a lot of time here. I got to pick up my daughter in like twenty five minutes. So no, I'll just rant about Hogwarts uh, later on. That's cool. <laughs> um, let's get into uh, the game awards prediction. So what we're gonna do here is uh, go through a lot of the I guess major. I'm not gonna look. We never want to care about the esports moment of the year. Uh, no, especially <laughs> not when they don't even check the. Like apparently they had a coach that like didn't even coach this year, uh, cool. in the awards. Somehow I, I don't know how that, that's that called not being out. surprised at all. <laughs> Again, uh, I guess before we start, let me let's do this uh, this one story. So Jeff Keeley had a Q and A that he did live, uh, and he talked about apparently I guess after this year because he still called them world premieres. I don't know if it's going to include this year's version or next year. They're not going to use the world premiere thing anymore. They're going to have more uh, security so you don't have people showing up on the stage randomly. Uh, and the I guess the most controversial thing he talked about was the whole Dave the Diver controversy with Best Independent Game. He said that basically indie is kind of like a style. Indie can be anything to anyone uh regardless of whether you're triple a or not uh essentially is what he said like no right like wait like, wait for the indie it, darling call of duty to come out <laughs> like, like indie means something you just don't want to put a meaning to that so you don't have to say oh man we screwed up yeah. you know um it's like that's just so weird uh that you wouldn't just say Hey, we messed up. So here's the quote, just so I don't say the wrong thing. So yeah, Dave the Diver, the game is made by a group named Mint Rocket. It's a smaller game from a smaller group, but it's part of Nexon, their employees. Uh, Nexon was a very large publisher. So I think it's a fair debate and discussion. Is that game truly independent or is it not? 
you can argue it either way. It's independent in spirit and that it's a small game with, I don't know what the budget is, relatively small budget, but it's from a larger entity, whereas there are other games on that list from much smaller studios. Thank you, Jeff, for telling us what we already knew, but why don't you just say, hey, we screwed up. We're going to do better next year yeah. or something to that effect. Like, I don't, you know, um, I, I just, I, I, I still don't know why we can't have a panel that this is their job. And you can just have people do it like throughout the year. I know that means you probably have to pay people something. Right. But yeah. like, you, like, like, uh, yo, uh, the, the PC gaming show, most wanted thing, they had like a council of people, which included devs, uh, journalists, and uh, influencers, YouTubers, whatever. They put them all together and they, they're the ones that pick the best 25 games or whatever that were on that thing. Why is that hard to do, Jeff, where you do the same thing and you go, you guys decide in each genre, these are the games that should be in that category. And then when you give out the list to the people that vote, these are the games that probably belong in these categories. If you want to write something in, there's a write-in box. So you don't essentially have write-ins for every single category. Uh, and you have less of Oh yeah, Dave the Diver that came out the year. Oh, it's indie, right? Like, no, it means that somebody already did the research for you, so you don't have to go and do research that you're not going to do. You pick something, you know. And it's like, I don't understand why that's difficult. Instead of just doing this, this, this thing that they do now, I, you know. But whatever. I, I don't know if you have a thought or. Not on really. This, I mean, I wouldn't say that game is indie, but it's also not going to. Uh, it's also not going to be on like a top five or six game of the year list as well. So they had to yeah. put it somewhere. <laughs> right. But I mean, also you could just exclude things that they don't fit and not try to shoehorn them in, but whatever. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like for me also, I, I don't understand why we do this player's choice thing. If we're trying to point out, he points out that the, Oh, the player's choice thing is there. You could pick what you want uh, to be able to represent the, the player side of things. Why are we putting old games in there that are not did not come out this year if we're making that point? Like there's indie games that are not in that are actually indie that were not in there because you had to put in Genshin Impact and Fortnite and other things that have been out a while that don't need to be recognized. They don't need this recognition. They don't need this recognition. They already have huge amounts of fans. But let's say whatever game that wins, which I know it's gonna be some big triple A game, but let's say that we did have an indie game or some other games that that could have gone further in the competition uh in, in the voting because you didn't have all these things in there like right now genshin impact is one of the top 10 that makes no sense but that's just me um let's hey let's go yeah fortnite needs more recognition <laughs> yeah definitely we needed to we needed to have that in there uh so i guess let's do with the, the one that doesn't have to do anything with gaming per se uh best adaptation Last of Us, Castlevania Nocturne, Gran Turismo, Super Mario Brothers movie, and Twisted Metal. It's going to be Twisted Metal, man, obviously. Yeah. No, it'll be Last of Us, of course. Uh, they're they're going to try to make it a point that you know we need to honor the, the best I, version. Yeah. I imagine they'll have uh, the guy and the girl come out to accept as well. Or, oh, maybe, you think uh, Bella and Pedro will show up? Maybe not both, but at least maybe one of them. Yeah. I, I assume maybe Pedro, but yeah, we'll see. I think Mario movie 
has a slight chance uh, because that might be more like fondly remembered and it has the the big movie selling cachet, but I think Last of Us for sure. Last of Us is better. <laughs> yeah, Last of Us is, uh, you can, yeah, say it's better. Um, cool that they, they had the scatterware. So um, let's go to, to the stuff that um, we actually, uh, I'll do Game of the Year last year. I feel like we already know what's going to win that category. Uh, but best game direction: Alan Wake Two, Baldur's Gate Three, Marvel Spider-Man Two, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. What do you I'd think? I'd probably say Alan Wake. I would also say Alan Wake Two because it's the most directed game. Uh, yeah. Like you can literally feel Sam Lake's fingers all over that game as you walk through as Saga and Alan in that game. All right. <laughs> like, um. I think if if you're taking it from that perspective of just saying, okay, this is the one that had the most direction. I, uh, I think because it, there's an art direction, Super Mario Bros. Wonder is probably going to win that instead of. Yeah. Alan Wake Wonder. is more like, yeah, like a singular vision of Sam Lake or, you know, right. the company itself rather than. I mean, I guess you could go the other way and say that Baldur's Gate and Zelda are like direction in a different way where you as the player get to make the direction and that's creative in its own right so no. i guess those could possibly <laughs> yeah but no okay fair enough <laughs> um yeah i think alan wake's gonna win but i wouldn't be surprised if Baldur's gate wins that uh all alan wake 2 Baldur's gate 3 cyberpunk 2077 Final liberty final fantasy 16 and marvel spider-man 2 for best narrative uh i think alan wake 2 is probably going to win this I would say either that um, or maybe Cyberpunk, but yeah, that seems to be like the big the big push of that, or the, you know, the big focus of that game expansion. I, I don't want to get into an argument with you, but I I did enjoy Final Fantasy XVI's narrative. Uh, I know you didn't. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I don't think we need this. Is not the we can talk about that uh, when we do the game of the year stuff. Yeah. Man. Um, I'll, I, I'll 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 bring up my graphs and point out how you're objectively wrong. No problem. <laughs> Uh, best art direction: Alan Wake Two, High Five Rush, Lies of Peace, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. I think Mar, you know, be cool if High Five Rush won because I would say I would see that, that Lies of Peace. Awesome. Yeah, I I also did enjoy Lies of Peace a lot as well. I mean, the problem with like uh, Mario Wonder is it's such an established art style already. It's yeah. Like, okay, it's cool that the pipes move or that you can turn into an elephant, but right. Okay, you know, like. I wouldn't like, be surprised if Mario wins just because it is like, oh, let's give Mario credit for doing something a little bit different. Uh, but yeah, it would be awesome if um, Hi-Fi Rush wins yeah. because, man, the art in that game is great and the way they make that all move with the music and everything is is awesome. Uh, best score in music. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi Rush, and Zelda. I think this is the one category that Final Fantasy 16 wins. Uh, if there's one thing about Final Fantasy 16 that I will not argue, I don't think can really necessarily be argued too much, is that it has a great soundtrack. Uh, I don't think they would have taken the time to make sure that they added 16 tracks to Theater Rhythm if the game, if the soundtrack wasn't as beloved as it is. Uh, also, Hi-Fi Rush has a great soundtrack. 
too. I, I mean, I would yeah. actually say to Alan Wake too out of this one. Yeah, I mean, the, if we're going to include like how Alan Wake makes you feel with its score and everything else, and then also having the sound, the tracks at the end of each chapter are great um, as well. Plus, I've seen that like one big Alan Wake 2 sequence, and that's like, integral to the actual plot. Yes, so. that, yeah, that is uh, awesome. The, the fact when that hits in the game, it's it's awesome. Uh, best audio design Alan Wake 2, Dead Space, Hi Fi Rush, Marvel Spider Man 2, and Resident Evil 4. This is the one that I feel like Hi Fi Rush should win because of all the stuff that it does with its sound design, which the yeah. again, the fact that it makes all of that stuff go to the music is amazing. Uh, uh, since Legend of Zelda came to Hyrule, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, shout out to Alan Wake too, also as well for that. And um, Resident Evil Four also does a great job with its with its audio design. And of course, Dead Space. Uh, if we're talking about scary game, uh, out of the three, Dead Space uh, is probably the scariest out of the three. Yeah. Um, best performance, which is the you know voiceover voice actor award. Uh, for the Game Awards, uh, Ben right. Starr as Clive, Cameron Monaghan as uh, the I don't know what he's Cal called. Cal Cal, uh, yeah. Idris Elba for Cyberpunk 2077. Men, uh, Melanie LeBird for Alan Two. She plays Saga. Neil Newbon for Baldur's Gate Three. I think he plays the the guy that's on the cover. I can't remember his name now. The one with the white hair. Uh, and then Yuri Lowenthal as Spider Man. Uh, I could see Idris Elba winning, especially if he shows up just as a, as a prestige actor. All right. Um, yo, man, fuck all these people. It should just be Sam Lake again. <laughs> Sam Lake again. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised also if Ben Starr wins because, you know, right. He has made Clive like his whole thing and him tweeting about in the Clive voice. Every time there, uh, he just did one for GTA Six, where he today, where he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm putting myself out there as one of the bird, the three birds." And he's doing it in the Clive voice, and it's it's great, and it's um, and he is a he is a blessing to the world this year for sure. At least um, as a as a person. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one to see uh, what happens there. Um, innovation and accessibility, Diablo 4, Forza Motorsport, High Five Rust, Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, Street Fighter 6. Uh, I've heard a lot of people say Street Fighter 6 for putting in the new controls. Yeah, the uh, modern controls where they didn't make, yeah. it really make, make it really simple. Uh, High Five Rust, of course, or what it does with the, where it makes it easier for you to understand how the beats work uh, in that game. Uh the Motorsport always does a good job with its accessibility stuff. Diablo 4 as well. Uh, I could see High Fire Rush winning this. Um, I don't know where you stand I, I, I have no opinion. It's like, eh, yeah. All these things are fine. Uh, gains for Impact, which is always a weird category. Uh, it's gone from the category that like it's supposed to really mean something to the category of like more of it's the category that hits you in the fields, I guess. Um, a Space for the Unbound, which is a fantastic game. Everybody should go play. Chance of Sonar, Goodbye Volcano High, Chia, Terra Nil, and Venva. Um, man, I'd love to see Venva win this. 
Uh, it, I, it really I only have hit heard me. of Venba, so yeah. <laughs> um, I could see Chance of Sonar winning too because it's getting a lot of buzz as a game you need to play before we get to the end of the year thing. Uh, I feel like every podcast I've listened to this week is saying that they're playing chance. Somebody's playing Chance of Sonar uh, on there, so yeah. Uh, I, I yeah, I'm gonna go with the. I think Chance Chance of Sonar is gonna maybe win, but man, it'd be cool if Venmo won. Uh, best ongoing game: Apex, Cyberpunk, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. I love Cyberpunk to win just for the fact that it's technically not an ongoing game, but they put it in here because of all the patches yeah. and then having the expansion just to like, you know, get to throw it in the other one's faces, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, Cyberpunk would be cool, but I'll probably be Apex or whatever. Probably. Uh, let me get out of this because it keeps going. Okay. Uh, best independent the, uh, game. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? No, I said it. Damn sure I'm going to be Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely not. Uh, Cocoon, Dave the Diver, which is not an indie game. Dredge, Sea of Stars, and Viewfinder. Um, I think Dredge, uh, Cocoon is probably going to win. I, d- I don't know when, if he's done the vote, like how they do the voting, if it's already been decided and we're just going through the motions or when they actually do the deciding. Well, you um, can vote. I mean, people can vote now, so it's yeah. Not, but that vote, that vote is like ten percent to the critics, like ninety percent. I think it is. Yeah. So even even Jeff went on that Q and A and said that the players' votes don't really matter that much when it comes to these. Uh, it'd be interesting I, if he ever thinks about pushing that up a little bit more. But I think Viewfinder would be cool. That's just my take. Yeah, um, Viewfinder's been one of those that I've wanted to play for a while, um, but. Haven't uh I wouldn't care whichever one of these win. I mean Dave Diver is a really good game, by the way. It's just shouldn't be in this category. But wouldn't it be surprised if Dave the Diver winds up winning just to throw it all in everybody's face? Yeah. <laughs> so they made the mistake, but it's also like the most known out of the ones on here, I think, aside from maybe Sea of Stars. So yeah. Um best debut indie game. Uh, Cocoon, Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venva, and Viewfinder. Pizza Tower is like on my list of I need to go play that before we get to the end of the uh, where we make the decisions. Um, I've heard a lot of great things about it. All of these indie games are great. Uh, it would be cool if Venva won, but I could definitely see Cocoon winning this. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you have a. Nope, I don't play any. So again, I just don't uh, have cool. <laughs> And it's not some yeah. like JRPG thing or you know some RPG thing like right. Mm-hmm. Pathfinder is cool for sure on that. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, Honkai Star Rail, Monster Hunter Now, and Terra Nil for best mobile game. Uh, Honkai Star Rail is going to win this pretty much. I think we we don't need to. Um... <laughs> not Jetpack Joyride. Uh, That's the real best. Definitely, mobile game. yeah, definitely. Not. <laughs> sure um let me see which ones maybe we have not i think that's oh, okay now we're getting to the actual genre stuff um best action armor core 6 dead island 2 which still don't know why it's on here ghost runner 2 still don't know why it's on here high rush high fire rush and remnant 2 i mean best, best action. action best action game i can see why ghost runner 2 is on there i mean i wouldn't that, that is an action game for sure but see like i think that final fantasy 16 should have been in this category instead of rpg but that's just me i agree but it's not a best action game. So, 
Uh, I think High Fire Rush is going to win this. I, I actually might have said Armored Core Six. <laughs> oh, you think so? Okay. I know you put you got a soft spot for Remnant Two maybe winning there. Yeah, yeah, but that's also like that. I mean, that is an action game. That's like, but I would say that's like that's like more of an RPG than like Final Fantasy Sixteen. You know, I mean, really? I mean, deal with like elemental resistances and shit like that. You know. So Liza P should also be in this category and not in the RPG category, but that's also. Uh, well, I me. think the weird thing is like, how do you call? How do you quant? How do you classify Dark Souls? Is it an RPG or an action? I I don't see. That's the thing. I don't think Dark Souls games should be like RPGs, but I, I think also it's because this is more action because this is more like Bloodborne. It's not like Dark Souls so much. Yo, man, so. they're the same thing. So, like you, you have you have levels, like, and you, you know. I know, but I'm just uh, best action adventure: Alan Wake, Team Marvel, Spider-Man, Team Resident Evil Four, Star Wars, Jedi, and Zelda. Um, I think Marvel Spider-Man Two could win this one. I think it'll be Zelda. I think that'll be like because they ain't gonna win Game of the Year, I don't think. So that'll be no, definitely not. consolation prize. Uh, Scott says that Hello Kitty is going to slay the competition in the mobile. Uh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> if win. Um, would be interesting if Alan Wick doesn't win this because they're going to be up for so many other awards and then probably not going to win game of the year. So, yeah. But this is an interesting uh, category for sure. Got a, a bunch of the, the big heavy best RPG. I think we pretty much know who's going to win here, but uh, Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Lives of P, Sea of Stars, and Starfield. Uh, Octopath, Starfield 2, right? yeah, Octopath 2 not being in here instead of Lives of P is annoying, but um, Baldur's Gate 3 is going to win this. Dude. I mean, no doubt. Aside from your love of Octopath 2, I. I don't think most people even remember that game came out this year. <laughs> it's also because it's a very long game, and I don't be I don't you know begrudge anyone not playing that. Right. Uh, when we had other games coming out around that time that people probably would have spent less time playing, but definitely uh, a a deserving to at least be best RPG in its field or whatever, especially because Final Fantasy Sixteen should not be in this category. Whatever. Um. Best fighting game, God of Rock, Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon, All-Star Brawl 2, Pocket Bravery, and Street Fighter 6. So um, which one of the two big ones are going to win? It's going to be a Nickelodeon, All-Star Brawl 2, man. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I'd say Street Fighter 6. You know. Yeah. Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat's basically doing, you know, more of the same, but they have that cool kind of cameo thing. Right. But Street Fighter 6, actually did try to, like, really refine stuff. Yeah. Even aside from like the actual package, which has like that cool like world tour mode and stuff like that, it just seems like the deeper fighting game. Yeah, it seems like Street Fighter Six has been way more talked about than Mortal Kombat. Yeah, for sure. Um, best family game, which sometimes feels like the we're just gonna throw a bunch of stuff in here game. It is in uh, Nintendo category. <laughs> Disney Illusion Island, which is actually surprisingly good. Uh, Party Animals, Pikmin 4, Sonic Superstars, and Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Uh, Mario's probably going to win, but it'd be cool yeah. if Pikmin 4 won. I, um, I would say either, I'd say Mario's going to win, but I might say Sonic would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but again, I, it's like it's like the uh, the Zelda thing for me about the best action adventure. Like, 
Mario Wonder is not going to win Game of the Year. So oh, definitely not. No. This would be like a consolation for that. Uh, best Sim Strategy, which is like the one that they seems like they do the least research on sometimes. Because like City Skylines 2 was all kinds of, of a debacle right. being released, and that shouldn't be on here. Company of Heroes 3 probably shouldn't be on here either uh, when there's other strategy games that came out. Uh, Advanced Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, which is technically, I guess, a remaster. I don't know if that needs to be on here. Doesn't matter. Um, but it's on here. It's uh, City Skylines 2, Company Heroes 3, Fire Emblem Engage, and Pikmin 4. Uh, Fire Emblem Engage is probably going to, I would say. I guess. I, is that a mobile game? Yeah. I, okay. What You know what Fire Emblem Engage is? It's the Fire Emblem game that came out at the beginning of this year. I thought you played it and everything. Oh, that's the... Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it slipped my mind completely. I didn't like it, so that's why. I couldn't like the uh, story. Probably no, why. So. <laughs> yeah, I remember you not liking it. It was yeah. um, interesting because I think it was like... It was like very divisive. There's a lot of people that liked it, and then there's a lot of people that felt like you. They're just kind of like, okay, it didn't I mean, do much for me. Yeah, I think I think three heroes or three houses, three houses. Sorry, they did a much better job of limiting yeah. what you can do and like having having it more focused. Like this is just like we well, got twenty different character classes. It's the same problem as like as uh oh what is it? What are those pretty games? Oh, uh, this this guy. Yeah, it's the same problem as like Disgaea, where you have just 800 different character classes, and it's like, oh my god, I can't keep all this straight. <laughs> all right, so here we go. Game of the year, because I got to get going. Um, Alan Wake 2, Spider-Man 2, Legend of Zelda Tears, uh, Super Mario Wonder, Baldur's Gate 3, and Resident Evil 4 Remake. Baldur's Gate 3 is going to win. Yeah. The only other... I don't think it'll win. The only other game that shouldn't... That, like if it was a different year, would should win would be Alan Wake too, but yeah, every other game in that list, that, is, you know, is fine. But I wouldn't right. have it. You know, I'm, I'm Baldur's Gate Three is the one of the few times where you have the critical and gaming darling all in one. Yeah. And yeah, there's no way that a game that made that much impact and talk this year and all that is not going to. All right. I'd be super surprised if anything besides that. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, well, I'm uh, just to let y'all know. Next week we will have our review of and, and talk everything about the Game Awards, what was announced, and and everything else. Uh, really quick, anything you want to see announced or anything? More that- of that Tomba game that limited run is doing <laughs> yeah that, okay i do like if gear six is going to get announced i definitely want to see that so uh yeah. i hope we get some kind of final fantasy 7 rebirth like surprise thing even though they've been in twitter posts everywhere they've basically been giving you details about the game constantly so i don't right. know what else they could really show but it'd be cool if we got something uh they did give hints about final fantasy 16's like dlc today so i don't know if maybe they perhaps have something to give on that i'm not sure that would be cool yeah uh yeah i just kind of want to be surprised i want to have I, I hope that there are some surprises that we don't really know that much about or like a game that we've heard a ton about but there's been nothing like you know let's 
I don't know if there's going to be a surprise like that, but it'd be cool if, you know, we got the surprise with like a Metroid Prime 4 trailer or something. Yeah, I was just going to make something of that yeah, level. Yeah, mention that or, yeah. Uh, maybe, I don't know if the Elden Ring DLC is going to have a trailer here. I know they said it's gonna, it's farther off, but it doesn't mean yeah. that they don't have a trailer to show or something like that. So, All right. All right. Well, uh, enjoy the weekend. Get ready for the next time we, we see you. The, the Game Awards will have finished and we'll we'll know who won all the stuff we'll give you thoughts on the show uh, and all that and all of that um make sure you like subscribe follow all of those things and uh, we'll see you next week everybody later bye